Mystery Podcast. Hi, welcome back to Mystery Podcast. I'm novelist Sherry Todd Bayshore. Today, I'll continue with another chapter from my romantic suspense thriller, Shadows and Light. This will be chapter two, previous year. Jim Baker listened to the sound of his worrying tires as he sped under the Elbow River Bridge and passed a stand of poplar. It was so much easier and faster to take the bike paths between home and work. This way, he only needed to cross eight streets that shuffled congested vehicle traffic. He expected Laura would be surprised to see him this early in the afternoon. He'd left in such a hurry he hadn't even changed from his dress shirt and tie before leaving the office. He also anticipated she'd be excited about his latest promotion in their transfer opportunity to Nova Scotia from Alberta. He smiled to himself, imagining the expression on his wife's face while he pointed his bike toward the gate that opened out onto the neighborhood street six blocks from their restored 1926 bungalow. The Canada Post driver was running late. Taking a shortcut, he maneuvered up the hill and around the corner of the quiet vintage neighborhood. A broken tree branch obscured a faded stop sign just before a bend. As the driver accelerated out of the turn, the blur of a speeding cyclist emerging from the park became the sound of a hollow thud against the front right fender of his truck. Scene change. Sergeant Neil McKenzie found the address and stopped his unmarked police car at the curb. He took a deep breath, checking the home address on the driver's license of the deceased a second time. He noticed that he and the late Jim Baker were the same age. The family photo in the wallet of the traffic victim made this part of his job and what he needed to do next a task he dreaded. He removed his nightstick and revolver, locking them in the car trunk, then headed up the brick walk and onto the wide front porch. The woman who opened the front door had the sweetest smile he had ever seen. She reminded him of the Walt Disney drawing of Snow White with pale, clear skin, dark shoulder-length hair, dark lashes, and expressive dusty blue eyes. Neil Mackenzie wished he could run. Instead, he swallowed hard and did his job. Mrs. Baker? Yes, I'm Laura Baker. Her expression was completely open and trusting. May I help you? I'm Sergeant Neil Mackenzie, Alberta K Division of the RCMP. I have some news, Mrs. Baker. May I come in for a few minutes? The woman opened the door wider, indicating a chair just inside the living room to the right of the front entrance. As he scanned the room, Sergeant McKenzie heard the laughter of young children playing in the backyard. The uniformed officer didn't sit, but handed Laura her late husband's driver's license. Is this your husband, James Matthew Baker, ma'am? Laura nodded, then tilted her head, looking back at the officer, confused. It is with deep regret that I must inform you that James Baker was killed this afternoon. She frowned, then stared, unable to absorb the officer's words. What? And then, in a heartbeat, it hit her. Jim was late, and this man was in her living room, and Jim's driver's license was in her hand. Sergeant McKenzie caught Laura Baker in his arms just before she hit the wooden floor, and he was carrying her to the sofa when her children came running from the kitchen through the swinging kitchen dining room door. Mom! Mom, guess what? Megan and Matthew burst through the doorway just as a policeman laid their mother down on the living room sofa. Who are you? Megan frowned. I'm Sergeant Neil McKenzie with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, he responded formally. He judged their ages to be about four or five. 
I came to talk to your mother. She just fainted. Where's your gun? Matthew moved cautiously from the corner of the dining table, across the front entrance hall, and into the living room. He peeked over the arm of their leather sofa to check on his mother. Mackenzie pointed out through the living room window. It's there, in the trunk of my car. Is there a neighbor one of you can call for me? Your mother shouldn't be left alone. Is she sick? Dad will be home soon. Megan joined her brother at the end of the sofa. Sergeant Mackenzie cringed inside. Our Aunt Susan just lives down the street on the corner. Her business office is in her house, Matthew offered. I can go get her. Scene change. Sergeant Mackenzie had watched for the funeral announcement in the newspaper, but was conflicted about attending the gravesite service. When he checked the duty posting for the first week of June and discovered that he had the day off, he decided he would drive by the cemetery but park away from the funeral procession. The expression on Laura Baker's beautiful, innocent face was still vivid in his memory. He deliberately arrived late, hoping that no one around the gravesite would notice him. But as he came up the hill behind a lilac hedge, almost all of the attendees were returning to their cars, except Laura Baker, her daughter Megan, and Laura's sister Susan. He looked, but didn't see the little boy Matthew. Hi, Mr. Sergeant. Matthew landed on his feet. Where did you come from? Matthew Baker had startled Mackenzie. I climbed up in that tree, the small boy pointed to a mountain ash that grew at the end of the lilac hedge. You look kind of different in a suit. Did you quit being an RMP? Sergeant Mackenzie tried not to smile. No, I didn't quit. This is my day off. How's your mother? Matthew shook his head. She's not doing so good. Mackenzie knelt down, putting both hands on Matthew's shoulders. How are you and your sister doing? Matthew shrugged. I don't know. I wish I could see my dad. He was at the office a lot, but he promised to take me fishing. Aunt Susan says that when someone dies, that means they don't come home again. Matthew! Megan's young voice pierced through the cool morning air. I'm over here, he waved. I'm talking to Mr. Sergeant. Laura and her sister turned to follow Megan as she ran in Matthew's direction. When Laura Baker spotted Sergeant Mackenzie, she gave him a weak wave. Taking both kids by the hand, Mackenzie walked toward their mother and aunt. Laura Baker looked to Neil as if she had lost weight, and her fair skin was even paler, contrasted against dark, sunken eyes. It's my day off, he explained. I just thought I'd stop by and see if there was anything I might do for any of you. It's wonderful that you'd make such an offer. Susan took her sister's arm, cautious and protective. Sergeant Mackenzie, is that correct? Neil nodded. Neil Mackenzie. Laura looked up at the rugged, handsome face that looked back at her with such calm strength. She wanted to ask him to share his composed authority. Instead, she said, I plan to call your office in a few weeks, and thank you for looking after me and my children until Susan arrived. Laura's voice was almost a whisper. I don't know how often you must give people news like you had to give me, but I'm sure it doesn't get easier with time. Mom, can we go now? Can we get some ice cream? Laura's attention shifted to her son. Ice cream. For some reason, that sounds like a perfect idea. Will you join us, Sergeant? I mean, Neil. The sound of his name from her voice caused him unexpected turmoil with an internal warning. Thank you. That does sound like a perfect idea. But I have another appointment, he lied. Since you still have my card, call any time if you think I can help in any way. He gave both kids a hug and left after walking Laura and her family back to their waiting limousine. That's the end 
of Chapter 2 for Shadows and Light. And please, if I've intrigued you even more, you can tune in again tomorrow for Chapter 3.